remember, it doesn't seem like a lot now, but think about what like a buck fifty was how much that was when you were young. <laughs> you could buy like a car. <laughs> You, you could, could paint you your could whole get, house. For you a could buck get a mo- you could get a Model A <laughs> for a buck fifty. Back when you were a kid and you're in high school. Senior discount. <laughs> That's great. Welcome to Nerdburger, episode three seventeen. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy on the internet phone. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. 317, that was my apartment number over over at the place where you live. <laughs> sure. Well, you're, we're only, we were only four numbers apart, but we were in different buildings, so we weren't just down the hall from each other. Right. <laughs> we, were, we were down... Um, two hallways that you had to make a couple of like maybe three or four turns in and Allison could never remember which way to turn when you got to got to an intersection in the hallway she would always want to go the opposite way when we'd walk over to your apartment for TV night that's why she has always... such a horrible sense of direction that's why you were always so late <laughs> well the... <laughs> let's introduce our guest so we can get his input on this sure in the year of our lord 1506 Welcome back, Jim! Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks awfully for asking. It's uh, It's been a crazy week up over here. My uh, son is wrapping his school play. He's got two auditions, and he just headed out to think his last of two performances today. So I've been running around like a crazy person. I saw awesome. he has a fake mustache. He Ooh, does. A, he's Rooster he's got in a, Annie Jr. He's got a painted-on mustache. Oh, it's not a, a stick-on? No, it's just no, no, no. A it's it's actually one. do a very nice job. It, look, it reads well from the stage. His, oh, that's uh, good. His, his teacher, uh, Mrs. DeMeo, who I will shout out, she reminds me very much of the theme of Mr. Holland's opus, You know, a woman who just loves the theater and has been doing these plays with grade school kids, God bless her, for ooh, 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she's... She's awesome, and uh, he loves it. He loves doing it. The the funny bit is, of course, he is four foot eight inches tall, four feet eight inches tall, <laughs> and he plays Rooster, and Rooster has a girlfriend. Now, he's in fifth grade, heading into sixth. She's in eighth grade. Oh. <laughs> so, his, so his girlfriend is a full foot taller than he is. Wow. So... But he, he's I, I haven't seen the show yet. I'm going tonight. So uh, but I'm I'm told he's selling it. So, it's called acting. Exactly. <laughs> the, he's the, acting taller. Does she he's, wear, he's acting his height. Does his uh, his uh, co-star wear flats? No, she <laughs> I, I think she actually wears little 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 pumps. <clears throat> Really, with a slight heel. Oh boy! Yeah, you'll, you, if you if, on on my Facebook page, you'll see pictures of him with his arm around her, and well, he's it's a great shot because he's got his he's wearing a a tweed jacket with his pork with his uh with his fedora that we got for him, and he's got his arm up, but his arm is tilted at at least forty five degrees <laughs> to, to get be to on her shoulder, shoulder. <laughs> to get it up and around. But he's still got the biggest smile, like yeah, this is my girl right here. Awesome. No, we uh, uh, we actually got his accent rolling by using World War II uh, tank combat videos produced by the Department of the Army. 
we found this we found because because rooster (laughs) is supposed to be this new york shyster of the 1920s and 30s you know these hustler characters and so we found a video called how to crack a tank and and the premise is this you're it's it's a hysterical video because it's us it's as it's bad corporate video as only the army in 1943 could do (laughs) and so it's a sergeant sitting in a bar having a beer and he looks over and he says hey pal i hear you're heading over well let me tell you something we tankers and he's got that accent (laughs) and so my son just watched him and uh, carried the accent of a 1940s tanker as done through the lens of probably New York filmmaking circa 1944. Does he call you Pop now when he talks? <laughs> hey, pop, in that voice? Hey, pop. Hey, Pop. <laughs> hey, Pop, are you going to take me to the theater so I can do my school play with my me... big tall girlfriend? Hey, Pop. Hey, Pop, can we have a catch? <laughs> yeah. Plus, well, the 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 one that we we were working on it, and one of the things that they teach you in how to crack a tank is you got to make them blind. You see those slats over there, and that periscope? That's all they can see out of. And so all of a sudden, my son just looks at me and goes, "Yeah, you got to shoot them in the looking tube." Awesome. <laughs> so not only does he do a New York 1940s accent, but he also knows how to crack a tank. And he, and I look at him and I go, Wait "I don't minute, know how to crack a tank." And he goes, and I look at him and I go, wait a minute, a what? And he goes, a looking tube. And I said, a what? He goes, well, I said, what's a looking tube? And he replies, it's a tube you look out of. What are you, stupid? <laughs> Comic genius. No, it killed me because he's been doing that voice around the house a little bit. So, yeah, he knows how to crack I, a thing. If I was a kid, I would never stop doing that voice. <laughs> I'd give my salutatorian address with that voice. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fun. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) I wrapped a Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. Hey. That's done. That's how I saw it. Was I last? Was I last? You were close. Damn it. I was right toward the end there, and I was seeing... Class? Close is not last. (laughs) Um, I had a goal. Yeah. Is that your thing? You try to be the last? I try to be the first one. I successfully did that this time. Yes, you did. Jim uh, pledged late on the uh, the last day, and uh, it was during that period when I was seeing, you know, like there was a fair amount of movement over the last couple of days, mm-hmm. so I'd pop into the dashboard every so often to see, like, if, it, if I recognize anybody or if I saw... Because there's cancellations and ads, and people are increasing pledges and all this kind of stuff, just kind of getting a sense of how people are reacting to stuff. And then I saw Jim's name on there, and I was... So I immediately messaged him in Kickstarter, and what did I say, Jim? <laughs> about damn time <laughs> and the only reason i did that was because i would be talking to you two days later yes if you were a guest i can't if, go on the air if you were, and not back yeah if you were a guest a month from now i wouldn't have done that but i was thinking <laughs> i can make a thing out of it so um stats although, well i got a and i'm looking at a, a, a backer right here who pledged and then immediately canceled <laughs> like boom boom right after the one right after the other so Man, prob- that's fast prob- buyers probably within sure. about an hour Oh, um, oh! And then I saw. Yeah, I thought, heard, I heard thought like, about I heard it a like little instant. bit. Yeah, well, I thought they're, it was they're, like they're next in line. My my number. Oh, wait, say, I didn't mean to hit it that. It says button. they both say one day ago. So oh. I, you know, it, it's rounding off and everything. But uh, I don't know where are you, where are you on the list. I don't have a a numbered list. You're over ten from the end. Uh, rats. Better luck next time. <laughs>
Yeah, well, what you going to do? Not everybody can be last. Now you have Those... a goal. Crack the top 10 of the last backers. There oh, there you go. Still, congratulations. It's not, you know, <laughs> you, you go through enough Kickstarter, and as modest as whatever their goals may be, not all of them fund. Oh, and then that person who canceled right away was the last backer. <laughs> He jumped back in at the end. Like maybe he had to go get permission. He's like, ooh, that looks cool. Hey, honey. <laughs> and then he went and said, what's, honey. What's, and she, she said, no. What's the code on the credit card? What's the security code? And so he canceled. What are you buying? And then, he went, and, then he went, and then he went and convinced her. A book to, that we can read together? And then he got to back. Ah! I don't know. Maybe. A book that we can read together. <laughs> what's um, the matter well, with you? There, It'll there help you our marriage. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're about, yeah, you're about. 10 or 12 from the end. <clears throat> anyway, stats. Uh, d- 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 377 backers, $7,577. Lots of sevens. 947% funded. Average Ooh. pledge was $20.10. It helps that there are those 23 and 42 or 23 and $35 backer levels that had the, that got you multiple things. Sure. You know, like you get all, all the caper stuff for 35 bucks. So there's a bunch of people that did that to get all the, all the little knickknacks, all the um, support stuff and cards and all that stuff. So, <sighs> yeah, that'll do that. Now, uh, now I got to put the book out there again. I'm once again <laughs> under the gun of of a Kickstarter. I I spent three weeks not being beholding to Kickstarter, <laughs> just 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 watching the numbers tick up. From the end of, from everything being done for Die Laughing. Oh, oh, when before I, this one. When oh, okay. Until when I started this. I thought this. you meant the, the last three weeks. No, no, no. There was, <laughs> there was three weeks between sending out everything for Die Laughing and kicking off. Yeah, oh, that's right. And, and, and when you when you told us about that on the show, like a week and a half had already was, elapsed of I those was, three weeks. <laughs> I was already over halfway through. So, yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> I think we're probably ready for uh, some of this. What's news, Mike? Oh, oh, so um, sometimes things happen in life that are good. Maybe a bad, <laughs> a, maybe a bad thing is about to happen, but then a good thing happens, and um, justice prevails. And and maybe sometimes um, you know, people aren't necessarily involved with the the good stuff, um. This might sound familiar, this story I'm, I'm about to tell you about, you, uh, the listeners, but it might sound familiar to you, Craig, and to you, Jim, but I assure you it is, it is not the story you're thinking of. Uh-oh, okay. A poacher hunting rhinos in South Africa met a gruesome end. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I'm on board for that. So this is, this is not the one? Where he was trampled, then eaten? No, it is. It, it is that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Jim. Okay, because okay. you said it wasn't that one. I was like, that was a great day for me when I read that anyway. Jim's up up on the news. So, yes, yes. <laughs> what? what cared, okay, Craig, care to guess <laughs> what the poacher was trampled by? Well, it's not going to be rhinos, because clearly that's a... That's a you're, you're trying to lure me. You're trying to trick me. Well, that would be... That would be the obvious answer sure he was trampled by water buff no bison american bison in south africa yes i'm just going for something really like you wouldn't believe there was all of a sudden a herd of bison came rolling through 
I don't know like don't what know. the rules are in exporting bison. I so I would call that possible but not probable. I don't know. Um, no, it was a it was an elephant who who saw him and his four buddies Going stalking rhino. the rhinos and uh, decided, hey, that's I, not cool, man. I've had just about enough of this. So yeah, the elephant trampled him to death. <laughs> well, we don't know to death. We don't really know that he trampled him to death. Um, the the four others fled in terror yeah. and were later picked up by police. Um, who uh, interrogated them multiple times um, in order to find out uh, where exactly they were in Kruger National Park. Um, not not uh, the Sibuya Game Preserve, which was the last year's story I was referring to, where uh, uh, an entire group of rhino poachers were killed and eaten by lions. And all they found were you know, a gun and a shoe, <laughs> and some some blood on the ground. The lions left just enough evidence to know who it was they yep, killed. Exactly. So <laughs> a uh, warning to the others. Take this back and tell your friends. Yes. yes. <laughs> so same country, different um, different area. Kruger National Park. That's the really really big one, um, where you can go. They they'll drive. I think you can drive yourself through there in your rental car if you want to. <laughs> Sure. That just possibly, strikes me as such a bad plan. Sure, I'll do exactly. That. Possibly get trampled by an elephant um, or knocked over by a rhino. This from the guy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy who's sitting here like was debated briefly this morning whether or not he wanted to leave the apartment to come over here. Oh, man. <laughs> He's going to go to <laughs> drive around some park in South Africa. It's hard enough to get me out of my apartment. Do you do that debate every every week? Just about. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's good then that you have a very a very good track record, very high rate of showing up. Yeah. Well, my my, <laughs> I've only yeah I've only phoned it in a few times, and I've decided that there's going to come a time like when I'm really really not in the mood to to leave and come over that I'm going to want to cash that in, and I'm not going to want that to happen on the the week after I just kind of like eh, maybe not today. <laughs> Because then it's two in a row, and then Michael never let, let me live that down. So he's dead. Good. Trampled. Well, we don't know that he died by being trampled. So, so what? <laughs> what? Well, when right. they, when they right. finally went back um, so how the he, third time, what's three the days later, other? to try to find him, they oh. found... Um, oh, he was eaten. They, they found a piece of clothing, his head, <laughs> some limbs, some. And, and a shoe. <laughs> You know what some means, right? Uh-huh. Two. A leg and an arm. Because if there had been or, one, or they would the, say they the, only found one. Or the foot yeah. with the shoe on it. If they said <laughs> if, if it was one, they would have said they found one. one limb. If it had been arms or legs, they would have said arms or legs. They said limbs. Yeah. So this is this is where the stories con- one arm and one leg. The the two stories oh. from, from from this year and last year converge. He was uh he was trampled, possibly to death. Possibly not. Hopefully not. Hopefully he suffered before oh, he was then eaten by lions. <laughs> so we got a tag team on this one. Last year, it was just lions. It was killed and eaten by lions. This time, it was killed and or incapacitated might, might by well, an elephant, might, then eaten by lions. Might well involve uh, carrion birds as well, if it had been that amount of time passing. Lions might have had their fill, left some of the body behind, took off some carrion bird, came down, took a few pecks. And, yeah, I don't and know. And then I'm, they found the bits. Sure, sure, sure. 
I don't know what makes them think that he was eaten by lions. I imagine exactly. they see these. They know what a lion, maybe they a know lion what claw mark looks like or a lion bite. Maybe they know what. Nose. Yeah, or they found lion hair. They know what poacher leftovers or footprints. Lion poacher <laughs> leftovers look like. They they know they know lion footprints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kruger National Park managing executive Glenn Phillips said, "Entering the Kruger illegally and on foot is not wise, as it holds very many dangers." And this incident is clear evidence that it was very sad to see the daughters of the deceased man mourning the loss of their father and were still only being able to recover very little of his remains. Mr. Phillips commended the search party for finding what was left of the poacher to give the family, quote, some closure and extended the park's condolences to his relatives, all while crossing his fingers. He said that. We have have (laughs) all watched Grizzly Man. We have. I know, haven't seen that. Heard... I, I I know you... what that is, but I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness! You call yourself a Bob and Brian watcher <laughs> or listener, but oh my goodness, that is so so great. Um, and the fact that Werner Herzog was able to keep a straight face as he did that documentary, <laughs> to your point about keeping your fingers crossed behind yeah. your back, yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's able to listen to the audio video of the uh, guy being eaten. Because there's actual there's actual audio of Grizzly Man being eaten by a bear, and Werner, the fact that Werner Herzog doesn't break out giggling <laughs> and is very serious. So very, we're oh. we're talking. What's his name? Timothy the, Treadwell. Thank you. Tim, yeah, the uh, the guy yeah, who the, thought as, he was like a bear whisperer. Thought he could commune with the bears, and he gave yeah them that, all the, cute, that he cute that the bears like, understood him. Oh, it's cinnamon bear. He, oh, is that the one? The cutie cub like that. bear is that like, the, oh, that that thing comes from? Okay, honey bear, mama brown bear. Like, you could talk with them no, like I've, this. I've 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 told everybody that I've ever talked to about this show. All you need to do is look he at the moment help. where the people around oh, yes. him needed to give him help, needed to find him help, and they did. The fact that our society, <laughs> and we've talked about this, that our society is so sensitive to people's feelings and respectful in quotes of their opinions and beliefs that we were unwilling to institutionalize him is an indictment on us, not on him. Yeah, he needed be- help. Somebody should have done something. But anyway. Be- but the, the, the only point that I make is the thing that I watch in that movie every time is when he goes up to pet that bear that's going into the water <laughs> and that grizzly yeah. bear, as big as that sucker is, wheels on him. I, I would have run faster than I could imagine running. Is that the the, and, the moment he gets uh, killed? No, 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 no. He stays. Oh, he stays. In fact, he declares his own doom because right as that happens, he goes, "Huh, they're changing a little bit. Perhaps it's because the salmon aren't running as richly as they have before." <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. They got hungry, and then he he was right. And when they and when they run out of salmon, what they're going to eat, homeboy? But, but uh, yeah, the, but the remark this... that you made was just how quickly that massive bear turns. Oh, and how like if like. It would have just been like another half second and he would have had, you know, that bear's jaws would have been around his head. Yeah. That's all that bear needed. My my question about this story, which I did see earlier in the week about the Africa story, was, okay, look, I know we (laughs) this is the real life Lion King. We like the story ending this way. And I have absolutely no problem with these guys being trampled and eaten. But what were the what were the elephants doing? Because the elephants were not, despite our anthropomorphization of them, sitting there going, hey, hey. I think that's a guy trying to kill somebody. Where are they, Let's why stop are they, him. Why are they following those rhinos with guns? 
Yeah. Maybe. Do elephants just do that? Maybe elephants... Will they just see you as a threat and trample you? Maybe. That was not my impression yeah. of them. Maybe elephants saw those people, those exact people, or people who looked a lot like them. Shoot one of his friends or well, family members before. Yeah. Elephant yeah, memory and all that. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, elephants... Yeah, elephant never forgets. Yeah. 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 I'm a, elephants I, are fairly smart. They're... they're there, they, there was the story of the self-aware elephant that figured out that it was looking in a mirror or looking at itself. Yeah. I am, I'm, I'm all about poacher trampling. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, 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 I was just... <laughs> yeah, the quote in here from, uh, well, it's not a quote, but it's, it's, uh, it's, talking about the uh, the four that got away. It says, they described how an angry elephant surprised them as they stalked endangered rhino, and oh, here it says, stamped their friend to death, giving them a chance to run for safety. Well, they don't really know that. They were panicked and running. They don't know that he was actually dead. He may have just been crushed. Yeah. But also, the surprise, hopefully, surprise is not Again, the... I'd like to point out, hopefully <laughs> just crushed and still alive and conscious when the lions came to eat him. Surprise yes. is not the right word. If you're running around poaching animals in the park like that, you better not ever be surprised because you are in the wrong line of work. Especially you're in the wrong line of work five of you. for there's a lot no, of reasons. There's no excuse to not have your, 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 uh, your three and your nine and your six covered no, at that point, right? That, that's true. But at the same time, if I were out there hunting, hunting, not even poaching, just hunting legally. Mm-hmm. Surprised? Hell no! There, there I'm gonna be, be so. No surprise. I'm gonna hop myself up on so much caffeine. I'm gonna be on coke. <laughs> I'm gonna be make sure that I am hyper aware of everything that's going around, uh, going on around me. I am in the effing wilds of Africa. I'm not gonna get surprised by a damn thing. Coca Cola. If if, if something's gonna kill me, it's. I'm gonna see it coming a long, long way off, and I'm gonna be terrified the entire time. I'm not going to just suddenly which, be dead. Which, all of which would make you a crack hunter. <laughs> you know, hey, uh, hey, Irv, who's twitchy over there? That's my friend, Craig. He's he seems surprised. really wired. Oh, He's yeah, he surprised. hasn't slept in eight days. <laughs> but boy, is he never surprised. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, he could roll that D20 19,000 times and ain't coming up one. And then and then I'm I'm like 20 feet away and you're whispering this to each other and I go, I heard that. <laughs> why did I hear that? Because I'm so wired up on caffeine and coke right now. <laughs> and you know why? Because we're in the jungle with bears. And I am not getting surprised. <laughs> anyway, moving along. What do we got here? Uh, what uh, else is news? Going to a completely different world. Um, LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, God. Is that still around? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I posted actually to... Uh, to how did I post it? It was something like to Twitter or whatever. Do you want Do you want to sign up for an online network service and spend the next decade deleting emails from that service without ever looking at them? <laughs> if you do, maybe LinkedIn is for you. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Um, but they're adding <clears throat> Facebook-esque reactions so that we oh, can all, great. we can like and love and do the little... The little skin or uh, chin scratchy curious thing. I and we can don't... do a clappy yeah. celebrate thing and we can do uh, yeah, a light bulb insightful so that when somebody adds, um, you know, an endorsement like, for a skill, English, mu- <laughs> English muffin pizza making <laughs> microwave, English muffin pizza making as one of their skills or professional skills. I yeah. can like that or chin scratch it or love it. 
I never, I never uh, used any. Yeah, I've never them. used any of those additional uh, responses on Facebook. It's because you don't have emotions like normal people. <laughs> no, I refuse <laughs> to play their game. Is that why? Okay, I was I just, aware. I've made that joke for six years. Um, yeah, it's he, partially he... true, but I refu- <laughs> mostly I refuse to play their game. I go on there once a week to post post the uh, episode and then to share the episode on my personal Facebook and then and then I go away again for another week mostly. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have that luxury. I have to use <laughs> some of that social media stuff as a marketing tool if I want to be able to make money for my stupid games. Um so yeah, LinkedIn is doing all the little likey lovey clap hand clappy thumb, you know, that'll That'll make LinkedIn much more useful. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there in certain business realms that get a lot of use out of LinkedIn, but not in my not in my field. I've never gotten a damn thing out of LinkedIn other than bothered and irritated. Yeah. Oh, oh heavens. I I because of what I do, people who are a uh business to business marketers for government products, they want to be my friend. And then I also get a lot of people that are clerks and want to be my friend. And I, I feel like a jag if I don't say, fine, yes, let us link. <laughs> and then I go in there and, and there's just this hellacious, it's like I open Fibber McGee's closet and there's this hellacious tsunami of, hey, we sent you an email and you didn't respond that comes pouring out. And I realize, oh, I just never go in here. Yeah, I pop in there every like three months when I get like something that tells me I've got a bunch of messages and I just go and just delete, 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 delete. I've got all these people that are like getting in contact with me. I don't know who you are. I could have had like 57,000 different jobs in the last 10 years. I've been so much crap's been thrown at me. I should just go and get rid of the account. <laughs> that would solve your problem. Sure. Yeah. But if at some point I actually do need it, it then I'd have to well, go and create it. Be handy. It's handy to just have it there, and it shows my work history. And... Surely, there's a way to turn off the email. There probably feature. is, so that they know just. Boy, that would me. require me to have a level of knowledge about LinkedIn. I just don't. <laughs> <care to laughs> requires me to go digging around LinkedIn. Okay, moving on. What yeah. else? Is it news? took me like 15 minutes a couple episodes ago to remember what indoor the word endorsed. <laughs> <laughs> I was bouncing all around it, trying to trying to figure out what's that thing that you do on on. When somebody has a skill, what's that called? You you like it, you favor it, you encourage it. Well, now you can like it. Yeah. Oh, now you can like it <laughs> yeah, and think about it and love it and cry over it and clap at clap it. Clap at it and, and yeah. All while endorsing. <laughs> Jim yeah. did, do you have any news for us this week? Well, I first wanted to point out that we do have an update on the social credit system. Very oh. brief one. What? Huh? We are finding out China. more things that will be going oh. into the social credit system which, for those who oh. don't recall, is the system of upgrading and downgrading citizens <laughs> that is being used by the Chinese government. It's Yelp for people. Yeah, that's uh, yes. right. Yes, Yelp it for is, people. It is, Yelp. it is exactly Yelp for people. Um, and just, just in case people don't think this is happening, or that it's somehow... Uh, they are now linking in the Chinese judicial system. Linking in? Ah! <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, the Chinese Supreme Court is, and this, by the way, the citation is from Bloomberg Press. Uh, this, the Chinese Supreme Court is maintaining a public database with full names and identifications of those on a list of people who have been blacklisted mm-hmm. uh, for things such as, uh, well, basically defying any kind of court order, uh, including debt. By the end of 2018, people with bad debt, this is already passed now, have been prevented from taking more than 17 million flights. 
5 million train trips and blocked from acting as executives or legal business representatives 290,000 times. And you can't ride an e-scooter. That's in there too. That is correct. You can't ride e-scooters. You have been banned from using bubbler, which is what it's called up here. Stop making me want to do this here. (laughs) There's now an e-scooter right in front of the building where I work. Like literally where I park. It's right in front of me. It's never going to go away. Nobody's ever going to use it. Nobody's ever going to use it. Right. It's kind of off the and beaten path the, uh, back there. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's then like, Well, you can pick like, it up and throw it in into the construction site. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm gonna, it that way. Later this if it's still in front It'll of my still car, register the same GPS core. If it's still in front of my car <laughs> later this year when I drive to Kingsport, Tennessee to go to a convention, I'm going to take it with, with me. With you. Awesome. <laughs> oh, so now this is not this is oh not God. a a docked thing. It's 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 a it's a free scooter there. One of the ones that just lies out. It just yeah, it's not yeah it just sits they, there until somebody they, walks up. They're and strewn all over the sidewalks. Uses their, oh yes, 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 yes. Leaning up against buildings. And... We've got we've got bubbler, which are docked bikes. Oh, okay. They, anyway. they, they, you yeah, have why to can't we get docked bikes down here? Why are you so special? No, we got we got bicycles that do that now too. Have you seen those? Yeah, better e bike e bikes the e bikes those yeah, those big yeah. red bicycles. That look yeah, like they're out, got they the, look like they're right no, out of the what 50s. I meant was, they're big and heavy. Sure, and metal. sure. Why can't we have do- docks for the scooters? <laughs> no, I understand that, but we don't. No, and we're never. And because we don't now, we are never going to. That's correct. That's moving backwards. We will once ne- they never once they them. are free range. These are free range <laughs> scooters. Yeah, once the scooters are free range, you're never going to fence them in again. Correct. There right, are fewer of them now gonna around ch- around my office gonna try than to, there were at the peak. Going to try to break that scooter. And the uh, the other thing is that this is the one that I just love because this is, as we said last time we talked about this, right. this is why this will work. It's because we really like this. The Ministry of Cultural and Tourism is naming and shaming citizens who behave in an uncivilized manner overseas and ban them from traveling. How 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 would they know? What about people? Oh, who, wouldn't. <laughs> what about yeah. people who piss on the street and spit everywhere? They are. They are. They it, do by, what does this include? <laughs> Fighting, stealing, even climbing on public statues. <laughs> the country's, the country's civil aviation administration has imposed flying bans who flout airline safety rules. In it, after a string of incidents involving Chinese travelers accidentally opening emergency exits. So, so, so a, a Chinese tourist comes to the United States, walks to the top of the Statue of Liberty, and gets put on the list because he climbed the statue. <laughs> I am afraid you are unassisted. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but they, and then most recently, Beijing Park authorities proposed using artificial intelligence and facial recognition oh, good. to mm-hmm. identify and bar tourists who exhibit bad behavior from its parks during the Qing Ming Festival or National Tomb Sweeping Holiday. We don't have one of those. Um, the state-run Global Times reported. So, <laughs> so this is all... AI thing, the AI thing, that won't ever backfire. Because right now, AI looks at a car, and if it looks at the picture of the car and the picture is upside down, it thinks it's a shopping cart. <laughs> Yes, this should go well. Documented. So the <laughs> thing is that smart our AI is right now. <laughs> so just so you know, uh, the social credit system is rolling along at full speed. So when the 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 social credit system AI somehow manages to combine or come under the control of the trillions of pissed off cockroaches that escaped <laughs> from the cockroach farm. Oh, bringing it around to the cockroaches. Very good. That that's, yes. that's the apocalypse now, right? It's, 
cockroaches. Yeah, AI controlled trillion cockroaches. <laughs> or AI controlling trillions of cockroaches. Oh, God. Maybe the cockroaches are what built Skynet. See? Could be. It's possible. Could be. Yeah. No, as I, as I tell people all the time, all of you people worrying about global warming, I, I love it when people say, well, you know, global warming is going to kill the Earth. No, it's not. It's going to kill us. The no, the Earth, Earth will, will be just fine. fine. <laughs> Until the sun implodes. Yeah, but that's in... a billion years from yeah. now. We'll be long gone. But it's like, no, 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 no. Humanity will be gone. The Earth will be here, governed, as you say, by AI-run cockroaches. Or AI governed by cockroaches, six and two threes. <laughs> but yeah, so so yes, the social credit system continues. And I, I wish, I guess sixth grade Jim just can't stop reading this headline. This is a headline enough. Oh Craig, yeah. Mike, did you see this one? This is a, this is football news. Jay Cutler. Well, right. what, what, what's uh, he's 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 just on that uh, Kristen Cavallari reality yeah. show now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's retired, the, right? Yeah, this is this is the headline. This is just I'm just offering the headline. Okay. Jay Cutler cleared Kristen Cavallari's clogged milk ducts by sucking harder than he's ever sucked. I was just admiring the alliteration, and it, so it took a second for the for the joke to sink in. I was just like enjoying the ccc. Um, wow. There it is. So was that, that was that something a... I needed. There's that exists at so many levels. We've arrived in a society where they feel I need to know that on a headline basis. <laughs> but secondly, it's a Jay Cutler <laughs> reference, so I really can't walk away from it. Sure. Well, speaking of football quarterbacks, yes. Oh boy, do we want to dive into this now? Yeah. All right. All right. So, did you see the article? Did you did you catch up with it? Did I you read, dive deep into it. I read the entire thing. Okay, we okay. have to we have to give the 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 two minute or the one minute or whatever uh, to the listeners. Very, very brief. Uh, it's Tyler Dunn, who for a time was the beat reporter for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, was he really? This, oh yeah. Is, yeah, is, yeah, that, yeah. is that how he got all this uh, inside info? Well, he he's he's very well, you know, and, and he departed to go to an agency called the Bleacher Report. He knows, yes, for those who don't follow football. Yeah. Um, there has been a question up here in Green Bay. We have arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game in Aaron Rodgers. And calm he down, has Tom Brady t- fans. He has. I, you tell me all you want. I still Tom think Brady Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. He's just in an inferior system. Exactly. Tom Brady uh, benefits. Moving from along, what's the article the about? around him? Yeah. So the article was: <laughs> We up here in Packerland wonder why he is possessed of exactly one Super Bowl ring. And this is our great question. And as the past years have gone by, the relationship got worse and worse. And he and Coach McCarthy, last season particularly, but in a few before, clearly were not getting along with each other. And, what you know, it was last season, it was evident that McCarthy was told, you, you're on the hot seat. And even before this season, last season was over, Mike McCarthy is fired. Well, this has led to endless, well, what happened was, was Rogers angry? Was McCarthy angry? Was the general manager, Ted Thompson, who had previously been fired, was he angry? Tyler Dunn writes this story in which the narrative essentially is, although it roughly runs the length of war and peace, it's a remarkably <laughs> long piece for sports journalism. Um, it makes the argument that, uh, I'll, Mike, you can certainly add if you see I've missed something, but I'll, I'll make these three points. Aaron Rodgers is a princess. 
and expects to be treated like a pretty, pretty princess. Mike McCarthy is a meathead who got very, very lucky with a lot of incredibly talented people, and he got confused about what was making his team successful. Yeah. And number three, the Green Bay Packers are in a whole lot of trouble going forward. Now, that would be boring for this show if it were just sports talk, but the Game of Thrones-esque stories that people are telling (laughs) behind the scenes about how these guys interacted with each other, that's where, even if you're not a sports fan, you got to be a little bit interested because it is clear that Aaron Rodgers made some guys really, really angry with him. Oh, yeah. Guys like Greg Jennings, who is the star of the funniest, if most racially offensive, YouTube video of all time. We don't know uh, what you mean. We're not, you we're not talking them? about it. We're not talking about it. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Go. So, Greg Jennings hates him. <laughs> Jermichael Finley hates him. Haha Clinton Dix hates him. And they are basically saying he pouted. He wouldn't confront McCarthy directly but instead was passive aggressive not on not in the locker room not in the film room on the field and mike mccarthy who obviously has his share of haters is portrayed as this guy who thought huh look at this i got a super bowl i am the smartest quarterback to ever coach quarterbacks i mean coach to coach quarterbacks and i'm a genius and didn't realize that i don't know it might have something to do with having Greg, Greg Jennings and uh, Amon Green towards the end of his career, Ryan Grant and all these other talented guys. And if you are interested in a human interest story of how an organization at the peak of its form can utterly collapse, <laughs> it is remarkable stuff. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a it's an amazing uh, confluence of crap. Like <laughs> you've got. And and how is how has all this been kept secret for ten years? That's the and other, that's the other crazy thing my, about it. This is my number one point. And and Mike, you, you, to me that hits it out of the park because I was a journalist once. Somebody knew this. Take the one story that I can't get out of my head, and I'll I'll skip. I'll skip the, the football details to tell the story. Mike McCarthy calls play a and one of the receivers is told by aaron Rodgers, no you run play b the receiver runs play b because aaron Rodgers, super bowl quarterback hall of fame quarterback tells him to run b the play gets screwed up for reasons not the fault of aaron Rodgers, but aaron Rodgers throws the ball as if they're running play a Hmm. That's that fly versus flag thing. And as the receiver comes back to the huddle, the coach, he knows what's happened. He knows what's happened, but he's got to do it. He looks at the receiver and says, dude, why'd you run B? And the receiver takes responsibility. I did it. That was me. That was my mistake. I screwed up. Yeah. Because he's afraid Rodgers is going to be mad with him if he tattles on him Mm -hmm. and puts him in the doghouse from which he never gets to emerge because Aaron Rodgers is a pretty princess, he who must be obeyed. 
And that means that Rogers will never throw another pass to him ever again. Right. Are you oh, telling me nobody? Even more than nobody. That. Even more than that. He, that guy doesn't start two weeks from now. Right. Right. If Rogers has enough pull, that 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 receiver is not a starter in two weeks. Right. Because it's not he a question of him. not getting thrown to him. Right. He's just not going to be on the on the field as much. Yeah. And you're telling me that nobody, nobody in the Green Bay Packer press pool or the national press pool, Pumpkinhead Peter King and all these guys, <laughs> none of these guys had the courage to write this story. Because, because uh, there, yeah, there, 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 bits and pieces of it have been out there. But there's only two choices. They either knew, in which case they were concealing it, and that's a shame on them. Or they didn't know, in which case they're incompetent, because that should have been visible. It was obvious to the fans. Right. <laughs> some, and, of this stuff, and, some of this stuff, not the, the particular details, but that something no, has been wrong for a while. Yeah, no, we've all known that. I mean, you know, as soon as everybody got got a... Got done calling for um, Dom Capers to be fired. Fire Dom Capers. Fire Dom Capers because of our terrible defense. Um, I mean, it was immediate. It was fire Mike McCarthy. <laughs> hey, we yep. we got we got a new defensive coordinator who still sucks and is still not doing much better than the last one. But we'll give him um, some time to get acclimated and uh, let's go after the coach now because now the offense sucks. Now we have no team. Right. There's there, but it's it. What makes this interesting above the level of football is the structural dysfunction and the fact that sports now, sports is the last thing that sells, right? We all know this. Other than Game of Thrones, which apparently is going to get a billion people to watch it tomorrow, it is tomorrow, right? Except for the people who adamantly have not watched it and are going to start making sure we know that tomorrow. <laughs> I've never watched Game. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones. That's, that's already started. Those jackasses are going to come out of the woodwork so, shortly. Well, that makes you better. Don't you know that? Mm-hmm, sure. If you've not watched Game of Thrones, you that's, are better. That's fine. Go watch uh, King of Queens reruns. I got no problem with that. <laughs> you want to watch? Right. You can watch. <laughs> watch. Watch what you want. I mean, seriously, watch what you want. But the point being, other than that, I think pretty much sports ball is what we watch. King of Queens. That was a, that was a good choice. You're welcome. <laughs> in that context, I like that. I, and, I, as, I approve. And as sports ball, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> since it's so much money, the TV, the the little bit of the newspaper we have left, and the internet news outlets, they have got to have this news. They've got to be fed. What's Aaron Rodgers saying? What's this person saying? What's this person saying? And all this makes me think of Rollerball. Not the new one, the old one with John Houseman and Jim James Conn. It's it's bigger now than even the ability to report on it. You can't even report on sports anymore. This article really made me believe for the first time, holy crap, we can't really report on sports. The stakes are too high because if a journalist starts telling the truth, starts telling the story, he'll get cut out, won't get the story, and suddenly that pipeline dries up for that news outlet. That's scary stuff. Yeah, so what's the, uh, what's the play here with Tyler Dunn? Going, going, well, he ahead, don't, going ahead. Well, with the this. point is, he don't care because he's got a national platform. Oh, is that is that the difference? Yeah, that yeah, he can go national, but you know, but I will tell you this: locally up here, the locals have risen to the defense of the organization for two reasons. They're jealous they didn't write this story, and and they are also protecting their sources. Jason Wildey, known who, who admits to you know being accused of being a toady for Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. has been aggressively aggressively saying, well, you know, there are problems with this story that I'd like to talk to Tyler about. I mean, Tyler's a good guy, but 
boy, oh boy, I'd sure like to say some things about the way he conducted himself in reporting this story. And as people have denied it, and it, the other thing is, watch the, 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 the probably the biggest single piece of news that came out of this story <laughs> was that was that Mark Murphy, the oh. owner of the, the, the operator of the Packers. Oh, I thought I thought you were going uh, with a different M word. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that, the story that Mike is referring to is the it allegedly and clearly haha is Clinton Dix is the source of this. But it became known that Mike McCarthy was missing training or missing practice meetings because he was up getting massages. Yeah. He was getting getting the knots worked not, out. Not going to get a massage. Having someone come to his office to give. A yeah, massage. he was up in his office, laying on one of them face down tables. Must, must getting, be nice. Getting the knots worked out. But no, so, the, the story so I was referring Mark to Murphy. Is that when uh, when they hire when they hire Matt Lafleur, the, new, is the set, new head coach, the new head coach. It is said that Mark Murphy, who for all intents and purposes is the owner, the operator of the Packers calls Aaron Rodgers, tells him they've done this, and says, and it's in quotes in the article, it is in quotes, don't be a problem. Don't be the problem. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That is an absolutely gigantic quote. And neither Rodgers nor Murphy has categorically said, no, I didn't say that. What they have said is, I talked to I talked to uh, I talked to Mark, and that's absurd. Uh huh. I talked to Aaron, and no, 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 no. That's 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 ridiculous. That's that's insane. Yeah, fine. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Did you say it? Hmm. Did you say it? And I've not seen it denied. So it's no. It's it to me. It speaks to the much larger world because, as I guess everybody who listens to this show or knows this area knows, Packers are a big freaking deal up here. Yeah. And and they're now they're now a corporate business as big as any other. Don't kid yourself. Oh, they're they're responsible for um a massive development around yes. I mean they're creating a whole nother city practically around that that stadium now. It's yes. not people I don't think you know, people probably don't know. You think about like where your stadium is in your big city, like here in Atlanta, it's right downtown. In Milwaukee, it's well. They don't have football, but the, the, the stadium point is Green Bay downtown tiny. adjacent. Green Bay is like a hundred thousand people, and it's got a downtown area that's right on the bay where the river empties into Green Bay, a part of Lake Michigan. And um, the stadium is what ten, fifteen miles inland. It's oh, yeah. barely least, even yeah. in the city limits. It's yep. like straddling Green Bay and Ashwaubenon, which would well, be like the suburb. To Green the Bay. point that that development that you're referring to actually goes straight to up to and touches the border with Ashwabana. Yeah. So, so no, this this is how this do is, we all, this is how, how do so, we all feel about Aaron Rodgers now? I think I, I wish uh, I want Brett Favre back. I do too. <laughs> I do Why? too. So we can have one. So we can have one Super Bowl with him. <laughs> hey, at least we went to two. We we only won one, but we, yeah, no, we I, showed I, up I, no, in a second. Honestly, the Aaron Rodgers thing, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, for the first time in his career, realizes he has a reputation to rehabilitate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, this, is a, he, this, this is a dumpster fire. This is a green and gold dumpster fire right here. I couldn't. He went from being, you know, one of the faces on Sunday Night Football. You know, I always, I always judge who's hot 
because I want to see who's in that opening montage for Sunday Night Football. Sure. You know, they kicked Clay Matthews out of it two years ago. <laughs> they clicked, They kicked Eli Manning out of it three years ago. Aaron Rodgers was in it forever. They kicked him out. Yeah. Um, he, he's been kicked out. And they're, you know, everybody knows he's not a kid anymore. Everybody knows he's got to come along. This is the first time where his whole, hey, I'm aloof. I'm the Zen cowboy of football. That's not going to wash. He's he's got some rebuilding to do Maui. because we don't we we don't like people that think that much of themselves. You guys are you guys are a lot calmer, at least on the on the surface, than I am on the inside. Oh, I went through the Brett Favre thing, so I <laughs> yeah, but that's what's got me more pissed off. <laughs> I am pissed off at all of this. Ooh, okay, because I have been through the douchebag quarterback uh-huh. yeah. who cost us <laughs> yes. Super Bowl appearances and playoff appearances oh, sure, yeah. because of his ego. And yes. wasted an otherwise uh, stellar team spent that was around all those, him. Spent all those years and went and got one Super Bowl trophy. Yep. And now I'm looking, I'm staring down the barrel of another, and oh, and on top of it, duped me for years. And I apologized him for him, just like all the other people did, just like Bob and Brian talk about when Zabe started talking about how, how, how much of a prima donna Brett Favre was. And everybody apologized. Oh, well, like, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a cowboy, he's a shooter, he's a maverick, you know, like you got to deal with all the, no, he was like doing stuff to satisfy his own ego and yep. he didn't care about anybody else. He was taking chances that were costing us games and getting it and getting us knocked out of the playoffs because he felt he needed to do it. Yeah. I was duped by that. And now I've been duped a fucking again. Yeah. By Except this, this asshole. This who's time. his, who's, who's his follow-up the same damn thing for a second time in a row. This might kill my Packer watching this. This time, this might wor- be it. This time it's worse. I mean, Brett Favre's, his problems, like you were talking about, his ego issues seem like a cakewalk compared to what what apparently is happening with Rogers. I'm I'm just irate. I mean, it, we've I'm heard so these stories about you know he's he's weird. He's kind of a, he's a weird guy. You know, no, he, he's an it's asshole. Hard for people to get to know him. You know, the whole thing a couple of years ago where he. He apparently cut his entire family out of his yeah. life. He's a weird guy. He's a little off. He's like, you know, he's kind of hard to get to know. Yeah. And Brett Favre was, you know, kind of a cowboy and a maverick. And, you know, yeah. he just, he was a, he was a risk taker and you just kind of, kind of go with that. Yeah. Yeah. We're being fed the same load of crap. Except that uh, we were except... fed the first time and we fell for it again. Yeah. Ugh. But th- thanks, well, and that's, thanks and that's to that's Tyler. point about the coverage. How many times were we told when Brett Favre was here that in his locker area, he had a separate little space that was only for him that he would go into after every game and check what social media and the other outlets were saying about him. I don't were remember we ever told about that. that. Of course uh, not. Because we would have seen that as, well, assholery. Yeah. Oh, no, we or, can't no, say no, that no. about Actually, Brett. Actually, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have. No, we, wouldn't we would have. have made another what excuse. We, what we would have said was, oh, yeah. that's Brett Favre. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He gets yeah. that privilege. That's what we would have said. We would have apologized for him again. No, it t- it took him leaving Green Bay, retiring, and then unretiring. Well, it took him having and his then going fight to with McCarthy, going to play for our division rivals. Yeah, it took that for us to all realize. Oh, Af- after the whole sexting is junk thing. That's that's nothing. <laughs> People do that. He took a year. He took a. He took a uh, year. No, I don't. He took, actually, but go ahead. He took, he took a year of playing for the Jets so that he could so eventually, that he could, so that he so could that go he play could with his buddy. Eventually, stick it in in Mike McCarthy's eye. Uh-huh. No, and in eventually. fact, to Craig's to Craig's complete point, 
So he could he come back and have year arguably and game. his best season. When yeah. he came to Minnesota, he has his best statistical season. The only reason he didn't go further is because yep. he was old and broken. The one, well, well, it's the one, the one that ends with the interception that he didn't, that he didn't down, need to throw because he, of his ego. It was the fates, the steeds decided you don't get this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the most redeeming moment in the history of my football watching. <laughs> um, yeah. I might not watch. I might not watch the Packers. Just because... to, to hear Paul Allen call that play on radio the way he does is is eternal. It, it it purged a lot of my Brett Favre hatred. But it is going to be tough to watch Aaron Rodgers out on the field now, knowing that he willingly said to his coach, you know, well, well the, the other thing that the story revealed was he went into the huddle and said, fine, F this guy. Let's run the play he's calling. It's stupid. And he's passively aggressive. Who do you think you are? Yeah, and it's not that he did it. The, it does it or did it the one time. It's that he does that all the time. And for those yes. of us who have listened Something to Bob like thirty percent of the of the plays get changed in the huddle. I expect that out of a Hall of Fame quarterback. Next, um, you know, I I, I do. Well, I expect, apparently, I expect, apparently, I, I don't. I don't know Brady. one way or the I other. Expect that out of Montana. That's like that's what I've been told. Like, Tom that's Brady the way doesn't huddle that much. Yeah, but I. That's what that's what I would no. think might the, happen. In, in the article, we were we were told that that's way 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 too high and okay. way higher than normal. I didn't read enough of the article because I got halfway through it and got tired of being pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't stop reading. Um, but my, 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 my remark, too, is like, you know, and we're, we're watching it. We, you you want to watch a microcosm of the apologetics? I listened on the Bob and Brian program. I listened to Bob say stuff like, well, I don't think I can believe what Greg Jennings has to say because Greg Jennings has had it out for Brett Favre and has been running his yap for all these years. And I was like, right, because Greg Jennings doesn't have anything to lose and doesn't care if he comes out and says the truth and says stuff. Like, honestly, if somebody's been ripping uh, Aaron Rodgers for six, you know, five, six years and they say something now for this article, I want to believe them more. Yeah. Because they've been telling us the whole time going, see, 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 mm-hmm. see what I was saying. Look at all yeah. these other people saying the same thing. And again, I, and, I'm and not Bob, exonerating Michael McCarthy either. Bob deluding himself into I thinking Aaron Rodgers is okay. I, I, I to absolutely think the, that Mike show. McCarthy started to believe his own stuff. I well, do believe that. That's true, too. I mean, Mike, we've, we've, you, we on this show have been talking about how Mike, Mike McCarthy is nothing special yeah. for a long time. And, well, and this and whole thing... he's not working right now yeah. is actually pretty... And this whole thing puts us uh, another step closer to what I've been saying for, what, four years now? We're going to go through two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks and, and have two Super, two Super Bowl wins, and then yep. uh, and then we're going to go into the uh... and then we're going to go into thirty years of nothing, and I'm going to die. <laughs> yes, and, no, and, that's the right. thing, and the thing that irritates me the most about this is what what was my introduction to the Packers? Watching a terrible, terrible team during the late eighties, mid mid to late eighties, and listening to my father talk about Bart Starr, uh huh, and all the things that I've learned about Bart Starr since. Yes. And how, you know, Lombardi had his quirks, but he, and he was, you know, a little bit of a dick at times, but he was a solid coach. And Bart Starr was the classiest guy that's ever played the game. And there's nothing that I have ever heard about Bart Starr up to this day that makes me think Bart Starr was anything other than a great guy. There, there's, there's literally nothing negative about Bart Starr. Can I have that one time between these mm-hmm. two quarterbacks that are going to the Hall of Fame? Nope. Nope. Craig, you get 30 years of turd. And then you're going to get 30 years of nothing, and then you're going to be dead. Well, and everybody who is a Bears fan or is a Lions fan or is a Minnesota Vikings fan is going to look at you and go, wait a minute. You had all these winning seasons, all these division championships, all these Super Bowls. 
you know, at least you got two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least you got two. How dare you? And I'm going to look at you. I think Craig's right. Because I want the story about the guy who is by the side of the road with a busted tire. Guy pulls alongside to help him fix it. No, look, it's Bart Starr. Yeah. You know, people in Wisconsin have those stories. Not me. I don't get that story. Neither do you, Mike. You know, I got stories. From Screw I got stories you. from you don't get that you don't get that family. story you get the story of this podcast that we're talking what we're talking about right now you get to take this discussion to your grave this I, I is get the story, story you of, get of of, <laughs> Bart, of of Brett Favre from people who were there and Mark Chamura waiting to bang cocktail waitresses in the upper room at Brett Favre Steakhouse in downtown Milwaukee or in Mark Chamura's uh, hot tub in uh, Bristlecone Pines. Yeah. Uh, waiting to bang teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what we get. And Mark Chamorro's on the radio, just saying. You got yeah, something? Go ahead. But sorry. can I can I can I can I switch real quick and tell you my culver story? Yeah, do this quick. We got to cal- yeah, pal- palate go cleanser. Palate cleanser. <laughs> palate cleanser. Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy this. Mm. So I go out with my family Culver's. to Culver's. We, my son loves it, <laughs> so we'll often hit it one day a week. Hey, Pop, let's go to Culver's. Hey, yeah, well, usually, <laughs> hey, where you want to go, kid? Ah, I want to go to Culver's. All right, Dad. Pop, can we go get a butter burger and some <laughs> some fried cheese curds and some frozen custard, please, Pop? Please, Pop, it comes in a bag and they give me the custard for free. <laughs> and they get um, these big, big, sturdy blue straws that you can you can fix your plumbing with, Pop? <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so yeah, we, we go there. And uh, my son gets his little basket. He gets applesauce instead of fries. And he gets oh, his, good for him. He gets his cold drink. He's going to, and I got my, my wife gets a salad and I get a, I get a burger with a salad. So we're going to be healthy today. And, all this. and I pay for it and I go sit down and you know, when you sit down at Culver's, you put your little card in the little hand, wait for the nice people to bring it to you. Yep. Like a, and, like a, uh, like a real restaurant almost. I'm sitting there <laughs> and my son is just smiling ear to ear. Like he has the world's biggest secret. And I look at him like, what? And my wife, he says, that's, that's Bart star. My wife, (laughs) my wife shoots him a look that says, shut up. Uh Oh, and I'm like, what, what, what is it? I'm your father. Tell me. (laughs) And he goes, the dude gave you the senior discount. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I went, he did not. <laughs> and he went, yeah, I was looking at the screen. He did. Because, you know, the screen is turned out yeah. at Culver's. You can uh, sure, see it. Sure. How much and is the senior discount? And I went, oh, oh, su- no. You know what? No. You know what? What? I got the full gray hair kind of thing. I'm, I'm more gray than I am brown haired anymore. Uh-huh. I'm okay with that. I'll save the money. I'm I'm fine. Jim, can I have your senior discount? I'll take it. I'll, ta- I'll take it. I don't care. I do not Save get a senior discount. <laughs> yeah, you do. Your son said you did. He saw it. <laughs> this, you, you just told the story, I, Jim. You're getting forgetful in your old age. So and it, it's a buck fifty off my thing. I'm like, you wow. cannot buy my dignity for a buck fifty. No, but like, think about how many times you go to Culver's. That's a lot more than a buck fifty. That's Shut a lot it. of money. I'm not doing this. <laughs> well, Jim, Jim, remember. It doesn't seem like a lot now, but think about what like a buck fifty was. How much that was when you were young? <laughs> you could buy like a car. <laughs> you, you could paint you your could whole get, house. You for could a get a mod, You could get a Model A. 
<laughs> for a buck fifty. Back when you were a kid in high school. Senior discount. <laughs> it's great. So is that um, like a is that a percentage or is it a buck fifty per, per, per transaction? I, shut up! I don't I don't know. I'm interested okay. in this. I want to know what I'm gonna get in a few years. <laughs> no, it's a percentage of your meal. Okay. The old guy's meal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Culver's. I I uh. and so when I went this week, I was very attentive <laughs> as a different person did not give me the senior discount. Well, here's, here's what you got to do, Jim. You got to start going in there, and when you go up there to to place your order, um, only get one drink. Like have have the the family bring drinks from home. Get one drink, and then order all the food that's going to go with it. So it looks like you're ordering just one meal for yourself. So you get more of a discount. You actually get a discount. <laughs> yeah, there you go. On the wife and the kids' meal portion of it too. Yeah, and make this work you for you. You go to the counter by yourself, and you have them go sit down, or you have them. Better yet, you have them wait outside, and then you motion them in. With you're drink. confusing me with my sainted mother, <laughs> who of whom I have many, many memories. Of being at the all-you-can-eat buffet and having her stuffing rolls into her purse. I was going to say, was she, was she uh, <laughs> creative with it? Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that uh, Culver's, yeah. Mm. <sighs> Not senior discount. So, are, are the employees up to their, it's up to their own discretion to determine whether or not somebody receives the senior okay, discount? Here's, okay, stop now, because this is why I got mad. <laughs> I was like, if... If I, and I've heard people, I've been standing next to people, and I understand. I when I told this to my friends at work, they're like, "Oh, I'm going to that Culver's because you damn right I'm getting my senior discount." Yeah, sign me yeah. up. If you look like a senior, we could all go. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I'm, so no, I'm up there. It, and I have heard people in line next to me at that same Culver's say, "Well, I want all this." Oh, and I get the senior discount. So okay, that's all you have to do is say okay, it. Question: did, did they have to produce like a license or something? Or there no, no, they people? just those people just, just said it. They just said, "Oh, that's awesome." I'm sad. This that's this great. person, a very nice young man. I'm not criticizing him. I'm cursing the fates. I just have to the, say it. This but, nice young man looked at me and went, "Oh, he's a senior," and clicked it without, without even a, saying anything. There was no interaction. Yeah. This is why my son found it so very right, amusing. Right. Yeah. Oh well, no, it is. It is funny. No. <laughs> and two weeks later, that Culver's clerk was hit by a bus <laughs> and crushed by a piano <laughs> and trampled by an elephant. <laughs> How about we talk to Sammy you. Peeps? <laughs> uh, Got a little. We, we have time for Sam. Sammy Peeps time. Yeah. Dig it. Dig it. All right. The brief introduction to our friend Sam Peeps is always. Diarist in the 17th century in the court of Charles II. One of the, uh, his, his diary is the first of its kind to come down to us. And he offers us wonderful insights into just the regular life of an average guy. Okay, he's above average. He's a senior government official. But um, the, uh, and, and he's telling us stories of his life, some of which are about great government politics, some of which are about just things that happened to him that day. And again, we have tried to stay close <laughs> to where he is in life. Um, here we go. So we are, uh, I figured since we're right here, we are in uh, 1661. We've moved a year along from where we started out. Yep. So we are in 61. Uh, and we remember not too long ago in this, the, we were in April where Mr. Townsend put his feet through the knees of his breeches. That's right. But that's um, creating a new style for the time. Right. 
<laughs> and uh, so now we're going to find out, this is now just a little bit later on, 8th to 9th April, to the hill house at Chatham. Here was supped very merry and took to bed. Sir William, telling me that old Edgeborough, his predecessor, did die and walk in his chamber. This did make me somewhat afeard, but not so much as sake I did soon seem. So to bed in the treasurer's chamber and lay and sleep well till three a.m. in the morning, and then waking by the light of the moon, I saw my pillow, which overnight I flung from me. <laughs> Stand upright, but not bethinking myself what it might be, I was a little afeard. Oh, he's a ghost. <laughs> but, see, but sleep overcame all, and so lay till high morning, at which time I had a candle brought to me and a good fire made. And in general, it was a great pleasure all the time I stayed there to see how respected and honored by all people I am and find that I began to know how to receive so much reverence, which at the beginning, I could not tell how to do. So. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I think I might actually know what happened in the first half Okay, go ahead. <laughs> this is rare. Usually I don't, I, I don't know, I, or I only catch bits and pieces. So he, he went to sleep someplace uh, strange. Yeah, the hill house at Chatham. Yeah, and they they told him um, that the that some guy had died there, and they see his ghost in that, that room that, where that he's going to sleep. He walks that he walks in the chamber. Yeah, 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 yeah. That his ghost. Yeah, so he's they they scared him um, with the ghost story, and then he woke woke up in the middle of the night, and um, I don't know why he threw his pillow across the room, but he, he sees rest, the he pillow. A, he thought there's a ghost in the place, and he had a restless night's sleep. No, 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 no. But he, but he, yeah, okay, okay. That's why the pillow's out of the out of the bed. But he sees the pillow, yeah. and it's standing on end, so it's it's vertical, sure. and and he thinks that he, that that's the ghost for for a second, and then realizes, oh wait, no, it's just my pillow. But I mean, right? Uh, uh, yes. Did I did I get that right? You sure did. Oh, did he go get awesome. the pillow? He doesn't say. Have you ever been say, so tired? But I <laughs> now the whole that you, that you knocked you the pillow off this your is. bed, and then you woke up to realize your pillow was gone, and then you you just went back, said screw it, went back to bed without <laughs> digging to find your pillow. Well, maybe he <laughs> had. Ever been that he tired? had multiple I have, pillows. I have been that tired. Well, if you have multiple pillows, you can just kind maybe of fold one a, in half. Maybe maybe that's he'll left yeah, and, maybe, and maybe, do. Maybe Hill House at Chatham had like you know really posh bed bed uh, bedding, you know, four pillows he had. He had one for under the, you know, one for under the head, a hugger, and one between the knees, and you know, all that. <laughs> he had a, he had a snuggie. He had a body <laughs> pillow. I'm gonna but, need three pillows, one for my head, one between the, one between the knees, and and a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> but but to Craig's point, yeah. But sleep overcame all. So he's just tired. If yeah. that had been a ghost, he'd be dead now. <laughs> That's right. What what is Hill House at Chatham? It's actually one of the. It's uh, they actually have a note on this. It's down at the dockyards. The Chatham dockyards are probably one of the most. Well, they are the most important dockyards uh, for the British at this time of the first building of their navy in the 1660s for the wars with the Dutch. And Hill House is the 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 name of the estate of Sir. What's it's Sir William Betton, B E T T E N. Okay, because I was wondering if it was like, is that like a bed and breakfast or? <laughs> no, no, that's the name of his home. Oh, that's too bad, because if it was a bed and breakfast, he could have gotten a senior discount. <laughs> could he have, really? Probably. And that's why he couldn't sleep through the I'm night, because he had to get up so many times to go to the bathroom. This. I am never going to stop talking. No, and why this. would you? 
Jim might Jim might quit the podcast. After so what? <laughs> so so Jim, uh, can can you translate uh, the the last part of that? Yes, with the candle and, 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 and well, his first thoughts. Of all, I just can can I just say this is again why I love this diary so much because here we have this guy, this high government official, really. Telling us that he got scared because yeah. he got told a ghost story before then, he went to bed. He got spooked, and and then his pillow scared him. My pillow scared me, but then I went to sleep. <laughs> but he's so beautiful. We've all done that at the... some point. Woke woke up in the middle of the night, saw a shadow. Sure, of in course. your room, and been like, "Hey, hello, <laughs> hello, Mur- okay. murderer." Yeah, <laughs> is that Th- you? Thought you heard something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Especially... And why is it that we think that talking to it will make it better? But we do. Yeah, like we think, hello. Like that's going to stop the suicide, the, hom- the homicidal maniac that's coming to get well, us. Well, I think I think what it comes down to for me is if the if the murderer is in the room with me and they're smart and they're not going to respond to that, they're probably going to kill me no matter what. So I don't right. I, I don't care. But if I say hello, murderer, and they respond, then at least I have a fighting chance because that guy's an idiot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. I can just I can just reach over and pull my wife on top of me. <laughs> Put your shield up. That's right. Bravely done. The, um, the, uh, you mean you mean but, the other income, your wife? Oh yes, he, thank you. The other but he, but he but he tells this very human story, and he says, yeah. oh, "But you know what? I got over it. I went to bed." But then he says, "But sleepover came, and he had a nice time." And then he says, "What a wonderful time he has!" But the thing that he's getting used to is everybody showing him reverence. Oh, they're being nice. Now, now Craig knows oh, yeah, from yeah. the Renaissance Fair. That reverence is more than an abstract concept. That's true. It's a physical action. Yes, it's, it's a it's an elaborate bow. Oh, okay. It's yeah, like the the, the, the the elaborate where you kind of lean back and you're you drop your body a little bit and you take your oh. hat off and you don't show the bottom of the hat. You don't show the soiled interior of the hat. You hold the hat against your chest or you turn it it's, out away from the person. Kind, it's kind of like a with cross a woman, between it's, it's a like bow a, and a curtsy. It kind of. Yes. With a woman, yeah, it's, yeah. A, with a woman it's, it's a more, it's more proper, curtsy. With a woman, it's a more proper curtsy because they have to lift their skirts so that they don't, you know, Get potentially step muddy. on them as they start to yeah. move or anything. Um, but with, with men, there's a fanciness to it. You Is know, it it's like it's one, not your typical bow like, bow. like one foot crosses across the other foot like you do when, when you're bowling. <laughs> except backwards except, except backwards, backwards. Yeah, one one foot gets step one you one, typically right. take your right foot one, one put foot it goes, behind your, goes back your behind left you at a 90 degree angle kind of lean back yeah and lean well, that's back what happens when you bowl you don't put your foot in front of you you trip anyway and fall across the line and disqualify you stand up and do this never later. once never but, once when i was at the renaissance fair did someone say like okay this is how the reverence works blah 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 it's kind you know, of like, like bowling. when you're bowling <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of my point on that but but he's okay, now be, that's, because that's, he is well, that's who because he I'm is. smarter than all of them <laughs> sure i saw the connection <laughs> yeah, but he's so he's yeah, getting people. 40 years of renaissance fairs and mike figured it out <laughs> right people are doing that to him Sure, they're bowling at Sam. Yeah, bowling, but for, bowling, bowling for peeps. Bowling, bowling, bowling for at peeps. peeps. <laughs> the uh, the that's a strong contender for episode title. Yeah, right I think there. so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bowling at peeps. But they're you know they're 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 showing him this reverence, and it's interesting because when it first happens to you in character at the Renaissance Fair, it's weird because we come from a deeply I sometimes would say excessively, frankly, egalitarian society. And that showing that sort of social distinction is very awkward for us. And I think it's, and it clearly was awkward for Sam at first, where suddenly he's walking 
and it's typically not out in public, but anytime he was in a formal setting, like at the office or working here at, at, at Chatham, working on building the Navy, anybody he's dealing with, rather, it's not going to be a handshake when he walks in the room. It's going to be a reverence. And he's saying to us over this distance of, what is it, 418 years, uh, 458 years, I should say, my goodness, 458 years, he's saying to us, I just wasn't getting used to that, but I'm now getting more comfortable with it as gradually I it becomes part of my working day. But he spends enough time to reflect that, yeah, I was awkward with this. I didn't, I didn't necessarily like it or I wasn't comfortable. And now I'm getting okay with it. And I, I took the time to write that down. I had a moment at the Renaissance Fair where I had like, beyond like just like getting used to doing that as part of the show. Um, and my character was almost always low ranking enough that I was usually the one doing the reverence to someone else because I was not a high ranking person in, in, in any of my incarnations out there. But there was a point I had this moment where I like I noticed something when it happened because um, toward the end of my time in court, before I went to do um, where I was in the Revelers Guild and I was just a townsfolk, um, my character got knighted because historically it was a historical person who actually he, he lived and he did eventually get knighted. And so they, we had this whole little thing where I got knighted at the end of the at the end of the day because this they isn't were, they were basically saying goodbye to me. No, this is before Rupert. somebody else. Um, this is William Reed. Um and he eventually becomes knighted, becomes Sir William Reed. So we had the whole thing, and the queen knighted me, and blah, blah, blah. And my, my character's social standing just jumped. From that moment, there are people who I was reverencing who now reverence me. Sure. Because I'm a knight. And I noticed that, like, after the fact. Like, I noticed people that I would never have reverenced me before. Oh, okay. Who were, you know, playing in character yeah. were now reverencing me because I had just been knighted. I paid it. I mean, like, I know it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm a knight. You're like, you, you, you do that to me <laughs> did now. You, did you ever get confused <laughs> and start to reverence somebody else who should have been reverencing you then at that point as a knight? <laughs> um, well, I had the, <laughs> y- you can technically still reverence somebody who's lower uh, ranking than you. And that's a sign of respect. Okay. You don't have to, but you're okay. doing it as a. So there would be, you, you wouldn't start to do it and then, and then realize and then have to like pretend. No, no, no. You no, know, no. you're like looking for something in your pocket. Or... And, and William, <laughs> and William Reed was also the Playboy character and was like the, uh, he was the, the, the rich, the rich, the, he was like the rich guy's son, you know? Okay. Um, and was always wooing, wooing the ladies and, you know, like, oh, so I was I, like, if it, if it was a woman, if it was a single woman, I reverenced her whether or not she was higher or lower ranking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that's just how I played the character. That but, that was a move. Yeah, that, that was a move. That was a move. Yeah, because I was talking to lady, uh, you know, like the, the maids of honor all the time. Um, got in a lot of trouble with that. Um, <laughs> in the good way. That's the way it was supposed to be. But sure. yeah. Um, but I I did notice it. I was like all of a sudden I was like, oh, that person reverenced me. They never reverenced me. <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, and that. But I'm still lower ranking. But I'm still lower ranking than all of you people. Uh-huh. <laughs> all the other knights who were knighted before me. <laughs> and and you and know all, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a tenure that, thing that the, and all the nobility. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things the court instructed. It was, is tenure. It, it's it's a it's a tool because it shows yeah. if you're caring about learning about the Elizabethan period, you might as well learn that it was highly socially stratified. Yeah. Then that that it, that all played into like you know the thing like Mary the the lady who played the queen Queen Elizabeth would always give us the little speech too about and and the guildmasters talked about this too and like the whole process of like conveying that was because it puts you in a different time and place it taught you something about the period and it sold what the court was about 
Yes. And the idea that, you know, you show respect to the queen all the time because that sells the queen. You know, Mary can walk around and go, I'm the queen. All she wants and nobody's going to believe it. But if everybody in the fancy clothes treats her like the queen, she's the queen. And that's how she did it. Mike was laughing because I was making a face and doing wild hand movements. Quite quite the performance here. That's how Mary did it one time. I remember she'd be like, I could walk around and go like, I'm the queen. queen. She didn't say blame, but, you know, she like, you know, she played it up. Mary was funny. Um, No, I I remember being at the Minnesota Renaissance Fair with my wife. And I was in this candle shop that was owned by the same guy who owned the candle shop at Bristol, a good friend of the court and everything, really good guy. And I was in this candle shop and my wife was shopping for candles. And it's a good place I for turned to my candles. right. And if you're going to shop king. for candles, you know, candle shop. Well, yeah. it's, a lot, it's what you do, right? <laughs> I, was, I turned to my I was right and it's, the, shopping for candles. and it's the king of their fair. Right. And because I am, because I'm from Bristol, damn it, you know. <laughs> And we got manners where I come from. I hit a knee so fast, I damn near popped it out of the socket. <laughs> you know, the knee socket. <laughs> yeah, the knee socket. And I jumped down there like, yo, Grace, I apologize. I did not see you standing there. Forgive me. Forgive me. And and the king had no clue what I was doing. They were informal. Very informal. And my wife is right behind me doing the same thing. You know, oh, your Grace, we are very sorry please we, we forgive you we did we took no notice of you and that is upon us and all this and um eventually by the end of the day their people had come over to us <laughs> to say how do you do that <laughs> and i say and i said do what just get everybody because they said everybody from bristol was that way that was visiting that day well, you teach them to do that. Like, and I said, it's part first, of the, it's part of our vibe. First it, day, pa- first thing they teach you practically. Yeah, and to Craig's point, it's not because. And Mary would be the first one to tell you this. It's, it's part of the onboarding. Mary is a super person, although she is. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not that it's not that Mary is in fact the queen. We get that she's not, but it's a show. It sells it, and it's it. And we're all supposed to be about selling the bloody show. It's the same reason you these and thous. Yes, you're and supposed you, to stay and in you character use, as long as you're there, right? And you use the and thou with different yeah. people than you use you with. Yeah. Because that's part yeah. of the social strategy as, as well. You use the and thou to refer to people who are lower ranking than you. When I'm talking to someone who is higher ranking than me, they are you. I did not see you. Ah. If somebody lower ranking comes along, I did not see I did not see thee. And so it's and and so it's <laughs> that's the, still ingrained the, in my brain. <laughs> I'm sure. years later. I'm gonna start well, using me and thou for the, everyone. Yeah, now just, that I know that. That means you're lower but, ranking than But you. to the but to the point <laughs> we're making, it's still ingrained in there because it's one of the first things we taught, but it also was one of the absolute essential glues that held that show together. Yeah. And it was it was and great. It, I mean it worked and they, very, and they, very and well. It, it worked across and, all the guilds, you know, and you kinda had to know like, okay, like you had to learn, like, you know, okay, where do the military people fall in all of this? Like, if it's right. just a soldier, they're an ensign, where do they fall relative to a knight, you know? And and showing, you know, and we had some characters, a guy by the name of Chris Stryker, wonderful actor, who portrayed uh, several lords. They were always peers until now. He's actually Sir Francis Walsingham. He was Huntington when I was there. Yeah, it was, yeah, he was Huntington and then Lord years. North before that. He is, he played such a brilliant fop. We've talked about him before, yeah. Yeah, a guy who just could play the quasi-empty-headed, blasé, <laughs> inbred, you know. But did he everybody have, did, he, did he have Bubba Keith as part of his costume? Well, reverenced him. 
even though you knew he was interfering with something probably pretty important. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> he was still higher ranking. He than loved. You. He loved to interject himself into stuff. He'd just be sitting there watching, and there's something else going on. Could be the household. Yeah. <laughs> he would just suddenly stand up and interject. You know, I think everybody would have to reverence him. It's like, and so that sold to the audience. Sure. Oh, this is an important person. And then he would say something dumb. <laughs> and everybody, <laughs> and would, everybody laugh. would laugh. Sure. <laughs> and he would sit down. But that gave all the lower people the opportunity to be their characters and go, yeah, we get it. But what are we going to do? And let's face it. Everybody in this world has to serve somebody. You know, yeah. we can pretend we've gotten away from this, but we haven't. You know, and it's his, to me, his great, he was wonderful always at the court of common pleas. Because <laughs> he would do this. We'd be having a court and it was always a little silly, but um, it's, it, it is probably in my top 10 fair moments. Um, somebody came out, I forget who it was, but somebody came out and was going to do the Galileo experiment with the dropping of two spheres. Okay. To demonstrate that they would fall. And then this other guy came out and said that he had done this experiment first, and he wanted the court to adjudicate between us, between them, as to who had thought of the idea first. And I, I stood up. Going. I was there. And I, <laughs> and I said, and I said, so let me see if I understand. You've got big spheres. He's got big spheres. But I'm here to tell you, gentlemen, that I've got the biggest spheres of them all. And without missing a beat, Chris Stryker, from my right rear, loud enough for all to hear, says, bigger than mine, Edward. Much higher ranking character. <laughs> Earl versus government official. <laughs> and I... Had I not had I not held it together by just that much, I would have fallen down in laughter. I just said, my lord, neither I nor any of my ancestry has had greater spheres than thine. <laughs> and he looked at me and said, that's what I thought, and sat down. And everybody just carried on. Shouldn't you say greater oh, spheres than yours? That's what yes. he meant to say. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. I did. Like, hey, I, probably, I hope I said yours. I was so frozen in the moment. <laughs> Because, oh my God, he was brilliant. He also, was so great. That, also, that was one of those bits that'd get you in trouble. <laughs> yes. Because it was clearly a modern day reference. Yes. <laughs> if Ron Scott Fry, the artistic director, had been there, there would have been a talk. Well, no. his, his, we his lady wife, doing the testable uh, Susan thing. Scott Fry, still, still friend of family, um, she, she famously said about the Court of Common Pleas, I never quite know whether to shut this zoo down. <laughs> Yeah, or build a fence around it and sell tickets. He oh. said, and I think my answer to that question is going to vary from day to day. Well, isn't there already a fence built around? No, no, selling tickets? no, no. You... It just we went that show went from utter abject disastrous failure. Yeah, to having four hundred people suddenly crowding the lanes for no other reason oh, than oh, we okay. had gotten two lunatics to fake wrestle. This this was this was the the. The one event. Yeah, well, this was the, the, the Court of Common Pleas was the stand-up act of, it was the improvised stand-up act of the, of the, uh, of the fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, except it involved a whole bunch of people. And if you, if you, if you ever heard any 
you know, stand-up comedian talk about like you haven't really become you're not really a stand-up unless you bombed incredibly badly. Yeah. And so like there would be times when it was just like you do this ha- and it had to run a half an hour. <laughs> Maybe we could cut it to 25 minutes if it was really stinking. <laughs> but it yeah. was a half hour set. It was scheduled. <laughs> so you, it, it, was it was on the schedule. If it was stinking, it was stinking for a half an hour. <laughs> Unless somebody saved it, and then but then sometimes it would just be you know like it was comedy gold and you couldn't repeat it. Yeah, you, you'd never do that again. And that's and I think that's what made it precious is yeah. that it's not you know you we could set up set things and we did set bits. There's a little bit of things prep beforehand, that, but no no outcomes were ever decided. In no, advance. the things that the 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 things that made it special that'll always be with me are things that are you're just like well that's never going to happen again. <laughs> So, yeah, so so Sam Peeps tells us about his discomfort with reverencing <laughs> and and receiving reverence from others and how that that changed him even after he got scared by his pillow. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> Always love Sammy. You got time for a Kevin question? A quick Kevin question? Kevin? I, I do if you're asking. Kevin question? Matt, well, I'm asking you, Jim and Craig. Sure. Craig says sure. Okay. So, uh... Here we go. Uh, we have question number 103. What? What's going on here? What? Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Hello again. What? What do you? What do you want? Please. Who is this? You know who this is. I want to talk to Jim from Milwaukee. Oh, jeez, this is. Hey, Jim, pipe up. Here we go. Uh, hi, 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 doctor. Hello, Jim. How's it hanging? Slightly to the left, thanks. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, uh, what what can Jim do for you? Yeah, what what's what's going on here? I want to know if Jim still feels bad about what he said about me. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> Sounds like somebody's got a thin skin. Um. Can I, I need to make a confession. Uh-oh. I've heard your I heard your earlier call yes. expressing your displeasure with my remarks. Can you refresh me what I said that has so inflamed your evil rage? It's not exactly anything specific that you said. It's the fact that you went on and on and on about my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you're on your own, man. Um, I'm, I'm, going, I, I'm, I'm going to offer a, a in, in the interest of saving humanity from whatever horror you would likely unleash upon it, I will extend my abject apologies uh, for any reference to your manhood. Although, even though having heard that, I'm still not completely refreshed as to what I said, but I will extend them nonetheless. Most people who experience my penis do not come away with a refreshed feeling. That's, I assure that's, you. That's that's your apology is okay. denied. You waited too long, Jim. I had to listen in to find out when you were here next, so that I could call and talk to you. That's at least eight. How many? What am I? I'm on only every about three months. That was some serious listening in. Yes. Say Alexa. Ha ha. Um, okay. So. Uh, yes, Craig. What are we? Uh, nothing. You. Uh, nothing. Everything's fine. He knows we're your all, name now. We're all fine here. How are you? Shut up, Mike. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm doing very well, in fact. Have you seen the news? Um, Jim, this is, this is for you. All right. I have raised the minimum wage at my company to $15, and I have now challenged all other retail outlets 
to match or exceed that. Ha ha. At, at Amazon, do you do you like Amazon. paying low prices for products, Jim? I I I do at places I do. other than Amazon. Because well, now, I, now I'm that's kind not of going an Amazon guy, but whenever I do go retail, I do like to pay less rather than more as a rule. Now everyone is going to have to bow to me and raise their prices to pay their employees more, like I do. That's uh... with all of the money that I saved on my divorce. <laughs> Did you hear about that news, Jim, also? Ha, ha. Uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yes. The ex-Frau Farbezosina, <laughs> who now goes as Mackenzie. I don't know what kind of name that is. Sounds like a last name to me. But anyway, Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. She, she was your wife. She only received half of her half that Why? she was entitled to. And when you think about it, half of that half had to go to pay her lawyers. And then half of that half that was left over had to go to pay her taxes. So really, she only has half of half of half of her half. Of a half of a half of a half of she's, a half. She's barely a multi-billionaire at this point anymore. <laughs> it may as well be nothing. Um, I took all of that money, that extra money, to pay my employees so that I could, I could cripple other retail and make you, you, Jim, you from Milwaukee. To make you pay more for your pants. Way to go, Jim. Your pants with I, the I, holes in the My knees. pants are more expensive. Does that include suit pants? Because I usually wear suits. It's all the pants, Jim. All the pants. All, all of right. the pants, the pantaloons, the short pants. Knickers? Knickers? The knickers, yes. Pants with holes in the knees. Yes, the Thompson pants. Those pants. All right. All of the pants. All the pants are more expensive. All of the leather German pants. Later, Hosen. Yes, all of the leather German pants. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. If you think this is the end, think again. Well, well done. Minimum wage. Peace out, homies. <laughs> what the? Wow. What the heck was that? Uh, we get, we're going to change our number, right? Who has Alexa? I don't have Alexa. You this to, wasn't me. Are you planning to change your locks? <laughs> you should probably change your locks. Okay, which one of you has an echo? Don't I, don't, don't I lay have, this I on me. These things. He's coming after you two. Jim, do you have an echo? I don't. Well, I don't know how else that happened. Then yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't have I don't allow Jeff Bezos to listen to my personal business. <laughs> I never talk about you guys outside of this room, so I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, I have an echo, but I never, you know, I don't even think about you guys outside of this room. Well, no, you talk to us with email. Yeah, I mechanize that. I'd like, I'd go home right after this and I set up all the emails that need to go out. Just... <laughs> this email for Monday and this email for Tuesday. I have, a, I have a bot in place that like Jim, Jim suggests topics. And then I have a bot that emails everybody back and says, we'll go with blank and blank and blank. And it just picks random things from the list. <laughs> Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, it's just a bot that picks, you know, like, oh, there's six things. That'll, it, it generates six random numbers and picks those things. But I was the one that responded to the email this week. How did you? Did you infect my email with your it's, bot? It's it's hard to say. Well, it's an, it's an, Mike got back to me first. It's an AI. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it, it learns. It also knows that cars upside down don't look like shopping carts. <laughs> my AI is very, very advanced. How about that, Kevin, question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do 
we still have time for it? It's up to you. How fast can the answer be on this? I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Okay, let's read it. 103 question. Would you permanently ruin all of your personal and professional relationships? Yes. Every what? Oh, continue. Sorry, there's more. Go, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have Craig's answer. Uh, would you permanently ruin all of your personal professional re- relationships every year on December 31st if it meant you would get a $500,000 check on January 1st? Thanks, Kevin. Every year? Every year. Done. That's what it says. Out. You guys are out. This is an easy one. This is an absolutely <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't need any personal or professional relationships <laughs> at all if I'm getting a uh, half a million dollars a year. that tax-free? Why know. would you? I, I mean, specify. once you're done with the first one and you've blown up your life as it is... Why would you even start any? Yeah. I mean, if you if you know this is the deal, because it says you know. You yeah, could... I mean, what the first one's, the first one is the only conceptually hard one. That's true. Because after that, you're well, just, now, that's just your lifestyle okay. now. I'm just going to like, I'm going to make new friends in January and I'm going to hang around with them for a year. And I'll even do like a sweet November thing and I'll just tell them, <laughs> you know, on December 31st, we're done. So get all you can get out of me right now because that's it. No, I think the way this is written, you would have to re- reestablish new relationships. Doesn't say that. Yeah, it says because he says, uh, "Would you permanently ruin all of your relationships every year on December thirty yeah, first? If it meant you, you would have. then get a five hundred thousand dollars, yeah." Check. But what does reestablish reestablish the existing ones? I can't do that in a year. I've got forty seven years of personal relationships. No, you would just have to have more more new ones. Yeah, so that's fine. I'll make new ones, and like I said, in January and February, I'll start making new friends, and I'll tell everybody. Mm. Um, we're going to have a good time right up to Christmas, and then that last week, I'm cutting it off. I don't know, because originally I was thinking, <laughs> yes, absolutely, I would I would not, I would ruin all of my current relationships, and then just get a $500,000 check every year on January 1st, but this sounds like actual work now every year, where I have to go make new relationships to that ruin later in that well, year. Well, you don't have to, you just let the, you know, the ones that are going to happen are going to happen. It's just that you have to kill them every year. After a few years, I'm not leaving the house. So, with all that money, <laughs> well, you'll have a. Relationship. I can have everything brought to me. You'll have that a I relationship. Want. Yeah, you'll have a relationship with whoever you talk to on the phone or you chat with on Skype in order to well, order if something. If those or count as deal. relationships, then yeah, I'm in. Well, knowing how cranky you get about delivery stuff, you might get a, into a personal relationship <laughs> with uh, like some customer service person that you get get all the time when you're talking. Like, hey, this thing arrived late again. Oh, hey, Mike, how's it going? <laughs> And at the end of the year, it's like, well, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't have you for my customer service person anymore. <laughs> I didn't because uh, you're stupid and ugly. Crap! Clip. I didn't, I didn't think to, I didn't think to ask, uh, ask How do you have Doctor ru- Doctor Beeble about that. Now that I'm, I don't have Amazon Prime anymore, and I'm still using Amazon and getting free shipping. <laughs> stuff is getting to me faster now than it did before. <laughs> how do how do you, I order stuff on Friday? I get it on Monday. Had I done that with Prime, I would have been waited until Thursday. Or Wednesday of the following week. Let me let me ask the question. How do you have to? How do you ruin them? It doesn't say in the. You know, it just can, it says permanently ruined. Permanently so ruined. Right. It but, needs to be something fantastic to where you're not going to reestablish that relationship. That's right, what that but, sounds like to me. But at the same time, I don't know that I want to like really, really hurt everybody that's in my life right now for a half million dollars. Like if I can just say, "Hey, you're ugly," and I'm not talking to you again, they'll just think I'm an idiot and they'll move on. But like, do I have to hurt them? Do I have well, to like, do real damage to them? That's a bit much. After a few for years, a half a you, you get pretty good at dialing that in. Yeah, but we're talking about that first time again. Are you willing to like really, really 
hurt. Like deal, I think do, you'd have do to lasting damage. You'd have to Why? to get to get Why? rid you of just, like your you, family. You can just walk away from relationships. That's not that's not like Aaron Rodgers. That's not did. destroying it. He used the word destroy. Permanently ruin. Per- permanently ruin. Okay, so you this has per- to be. You are look. You have to look, do enough that that makes them never ever want to talk to you again. They want been there. No, then no, no. they're done that. I it's not that complicated. I <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that you're not just saying like if I, I could say to Mike, you're stupid. I hate your haircut. And we're never talking again. And then I walk away and Mike goes, okay, fine, whatever. I have to say something to make Mike never want to talk to me. again. Why? Why? Because Wait, that's, it, that's ruin. I'm ruining it. No, no, no. I'm, no, 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 I'm telling you. I, I Look, <laughs> I'm trying to make this without... I'm not going to name names, okay? But I'm telling you. I want I want to hear this because this sounds ben, like Jim's got, no, the, got the answer no. here. <laughs> I, I'm here to tell you that as someone who's been on the receiving end of just go away... That's that's enough. That's it. Never yeah. never spoken another word. Well, I think we can we can learn something here from from our our princess quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Um, all you got to do is just tell people you're cut out of my life. Yeah. Don't call. Don't write. I'm cutting you out of my life. And they'll wonder about that for the rest of theirs. Fine. And then they'll obsess over it, and you will have damaged them permanently. I'm oh, cutting, that way? No, well, yeah. well, well, there's nothing in here that says you can't explain why. I'm cutting you out of my life because I I'm get $500,000 a year for the rest of mine. And it's better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and more importantly, it's not only is the half a million dollars better than you, it's better than you and everybody else I know currently. Yeah, I could see how some people might take that uh, as, as as being hurtful. That yeah. would be really painful. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could still do it. <laughs> Do I get a cut? Like, when, okay, so when you do that and you, you tell me on December thirty first, Greg, we're done. Well, maybe that's a thing. Maybe, do I get a maybe cut? You, you you share share the love from the first year for can you, those. Can you for buy, those buy everybody off for lifelong relationships? Buy you know two hundred people. You buy them off for a thousand bucks a piece, and then you keep three hundred thousand, and then you're rolling on the half million every year. Sure, yeah. There okay, we go. Anyway, I think well, and just, this and is just to be clear. It's five hundred net, right? Uh, it doesn't say. It just says I'm you would get free. a five hundred thousand dollar check on January first. Oh, so then that's not net. That that's 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 gross. That's not net. No, then that's. I'm sorry. You're really only getting two hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever, whatever the taxes work out to that, depending on your current tax bracket and how that bumps it up. Yeah, what, you're at five hundred grand. And, those and whether or not you have to, you're in the you're in the forty percent bracket. Whether so or not you have to pay a lawyer. Grand. Well, if I get five hundred thousand, then you're then you're just getting going half of a, half of the half. If, if I'm doing that, it's just going into a, like a Cayman. It's going into a, it's going into a Cayman Island bank account, and I'm moving to a non extradition country. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a thing. People that's, do that. That solves. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that, that also encourages those people that you you've told the that you're cutting out of their life to not to not um talk to you anymore because now they can't find you. Yeah. Good point. Without spending, I think this is workable. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Jeez. Now I just need some documentation, uh, you know, guaranteeing the money, and uh, we can move forward with this. Noted. <laughs> and you get a, like a a four hundred page document that you have to read through, and you miss one loophole, and then you go and cut everybody out of, out of your life, and then you find out that there's a loophole, and like. Uh, Womp, womp. Um, Jim, thank you for joining us today. Sure. Yes, thank you. Um, Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com, and 
you can go to uh, nerd, uh, nerdburgergames.com to learn about game stuff. You can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy those game things. Go to Patreon for Nerdburger Craig. Uh, and give me $2. Um, and uh, uh, That was the one sound effect I didn't have time for before yeah, you came over. That's okay. <laughs> I'll get it next All week. All that pre-production time you put in, you couldn't get that one pulled together. That's fine. That's 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 everything. I hit snooze in extra time. Mm-hmm. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig reveal all of the lies going on behind the scenes at the Nerdburger show. The secret fights between regular <laughs> guests for fill-in spots. Negotiations to get 90-minute episodes. Jim... Uh, Craig's plan. Craig's plan to <laughs> to steal all of Mike's electronics on the last day of the podcast, uh, and also we're gonna. I think. Do we want to tease him now? We could tease him now. We'll, we'll tease it right now. Two. Jim's true age. What? Jim is actually ninety-eight years old. <laughs> And 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 his complaining about the senior discount is just it's 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 just him being vain, because he doesn't look ninety eight. He doesn't look a day over ninety four. This oh. is what I get for telling you guys anything. Never ever going to stop talking about this. <laughs> ever. Wow. Bye. <laughs>